Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Tevin Pittman, Andy Brent Bernard, Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back, Hour 2, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. <laughs> Would you record this at home? No, oh, this is Banana Rama. Oh, I don't know why it's so hard for me to say that. Banana Rama. Uh, brings me back to the roller rink. What is it called? It's called Cruel Summer by Banana Rama. It was. Oh, I thought you said something about a roller rink. Oh yeah, it reminds me. It, they used to play that all the time at Saints Roller Rink. Where's Saints Roller Rink? Well, it's no longer a roller rink. I think they turned it into like a VFW. No. They did? Where yeah. was it? Um, it's an odd right transformation. Of, yeah, you know, uh, right off of 84th and Pillsbury in Bloomington. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was right around the block from where I grew up, so I used to walk there with my roller skates. You know where um, uh, L- Lindale and 84th is? Absolutely. That area? Yeah, it was right back over in there. My mother, the last place she lived was at 494 in Lindale, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? It's where Toots lived 
and it pissed me off so much I can't even tell you. I would go down there on a Sunday morning to visit her, mm-hmm. and I would go down Highway 100 from Golden Valley, bumper to bumper traffic down 494. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. What? No matter what time of yep. day. Doesn't matter what time of day or what day of the week. No. It, what is that? I don't know. They have three lanes of uh, yeah, traffic yep, on both, yep. and it's always backed up. I really think what screws everything up is that 35W interchange. That little because, squiggly yeah. town. Well, no, nobody hell. knows how to merge, and it's no, a clover. It's a clover leaf right. uh, exchange. So it just every time it just slows everything down. That 35W one. You are correct. There's so. no question about it. A psychiatrist who spent hours talking with mass murderer James Holmes says that what led Holmes to open fire in a crowded Colorado movie theater was a -a one-of-a-kind vortex of his mental illness, his personality, and his circumstances, and some other unknown currents that will probably never be uncovered. A big part of it is it's hidden in Holmes' mind, and he can't see it either, says William Reed. In an interview about his new book, A Dark Night in Aurora, Inside James Holmes. Dark Col- Night. I get it. Get it, Dark Night. <laughs> uh, the Colorado mass shootings. Holmes killed 12 people, wounded 58 when he opened fire during a midnight showing of The Dark Night Rises. A Batman movie in the Denver suburb of Aurora on July 20th, 2012. Good God, that was six years ago already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Uh, Holmes was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison without parole. Reed listed factors that influenced Holmes' actions. Holmes' mental illness and the way it was, uh, the way it did influence his behavior. I could see that, yeah. Uh, the way Holmes' personality shaped his awkward interactions with other people and influenced his view of the world. Uh, the ups and downs of Holmes' life as he struggled in neuroscience graduate school at the University of Colorado in Denver. And broke up with his girlfriend. Typical. (laughs) Women ruins his life, so he takes it out on all the rest of them. A broken heart. What can you say? (laughs) Yeah, another broken heart. The answer, and this uh, really is the answer, but it's not very satisfying, lies in an unimaginably detailed and complex confluence that we can't replicate because we can't see all of it, Reed writes. But he reveals that Holmes said he may kill again if given the chance. Should prison guards be worried about that? Um, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, well, the only pe- people he could kill would be prison guards, so why wouldn't you be upset? <laughs> I would be influenced. Yeah, that would not be good. Might want to keep your head up around Mr. Holmes. Isn't he a tiny little punk? Yeah, he looked bizarre. I remember seeing his mug shot. His he's, hair yeah, was all like... Very weird. Yeah, he's got those crazy eyes. Oh, he definitely has crazy eyes. Oh, I There's no getting around that. I think it was at one of the court hearings right after he was arrested. And he's, like, sitting in the court, and his eyes were just... I, I, it's like he had, like, he taped them open. I don't oh, think yeah. he even blinked. He still does that. Oh, it's... Ugh. The current picture of him in that news story, he still looks exactly like that. Really? Oh, yeah. He's the kind of person that wouldn't have been a problem if involuntary... Um, what do you call it? Where they get sent to a mental hospital? Oh, like the involuntary manslaughter. No, like, like the when insane. back when they could take people away to a mental hospital. Oh, institutionalization. Yeah, yeah. if if institutionalization had existed, he definitely wouldn't have been able to do this because yep. he was obviously like they knew he was crazy. They just couldn't do anything about it. So they they don't have like mental institutions nope. anymore. Well, they don't have involuntary well, do, yeah. ones. Oh, it's so where they can just haul you off in the what do they call yep. it? The paddy wagon exactly. or whatever. Yeah, the, the straight uh, jacket. <laughs> uh huh. 
Exactly. The paddy wagon. I don't know paddy what, wagon what is, is called. The cops, cops in the New in New York City in like nineteen twenty. I think that's what they call them too when they would haul you off to the nut that, house. That might be padded wagon. Oh, padded mm. wagon. Okay. <laughs> well, it's one of those things. It's one of those deals. <laughs> well, you hear it like different ways because people say it differently. What was well, like they, the foot? The foot feet. That's what they used to call foot it. Foot feed. Yeah. Foot that's feet. what. I, but some people called it a foot feet. Yes, they for did. For the gas pedal, but it's actually a foot feed. Mm. So it's like That's one of those exactly things. Right. Padded wagon, paddy wagon. Give a dog a bone. They t- <laughs> yeah, he, would, uh, he was afraid of ghosts that would hammer on the walls at night. And he thought that they fought each other with guns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he tried to commit suicide he- at age 11. Oh. He was obsessed with killing which should have been a pretty big red flag right there already. I would think so. I would have taken notice. Yeah. So, yeah, but what are you going to do? You can't institutionalize people anymore, so... They took my dad away involuntarily. Yeah, that was before they decided that insane people were just fine. Don't worry about it. He he had the straight jacket on, and they strapped him to a gurney and took him away. It's interesting that between all of this raging debate, no one is talking about bringing back institutionalization because that is it's needed. It's too inhumane. Yeah, but it's, it's necessary not. because otherwise people are going to keep on dying because what else can you do? I was allowed to see my father once when he was in his, I guess, cell or whatever it was because mm-hmm. I was only 10 years old. <clears throat> and nowadays, I don't think they'd let a 10-year-old see somebody off their rocker like that. Mm. Yeah. But I went in there, and he was talking to somebody that wasn't there again. Yeah. He was having a conversation, and I'm like, you talking to there, Papa Oomow Mow? What do you got cooking? I don't know. It's really too bad. It's it's really unfortunate. Jeez, he had to pay almost a million dollars in restitution. Who? The murderer. Well, apparently he was <laughs> he killed pretty, like twelve people. Yeah. Apparently he was pretty wealthy because a million dollars. So he came from some rich family. His dad was a professor at Stanford, so oh. yes. I noticed he didn't so let him go there though. Definitely. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so you have a professor from a, a prestigious college again, and he didn't know his son was that. Mental, oh, I'm sure he knew. He just and didn't do yeah, anything about that's true. it. And he had yeah. all the money in the world to get his son mm-hmm. the proper very care he true. needed. Yeah, it's it very true. I don't understand that anyway. When Stanford was the university founded by a guy whose kid couldn't get into Harvard. <laughs> that's true. Really? Yeah. Kind of. Well, they uh, Harvard probably never let Stanford live that down. <laughs> probably <laughs> not. Probably true. It's probably not. He couldn't get into Harvard, so they started. Stanford, an Ivy League school, even though it's not in the Ivy League, they still refer to it that way. No, what it's do you, not. What do you got, Andy? About what? Oh, I thought you were bringing something up on your uh, screen. Because no, no. Stanford ACC school is not an Ivy League school. I don't know. It's, no, a, it's, a, it's a, out in California. I don't what, even yeah. really know what like Ivy League means. That's what I was going to say. What, I, think, yeah, I think it's an ACC yeah, it school. What will categorize a, a, for sports. a college to be Ivy League? Is it? Oh, it's about their sports teams. The oh, Ivy is League really? is yeah. an athletic conference. Yep. I oh, see. Okay. But, yeah, no, Stanford is not in there. What's so, ACC? It would be Yale, Harvard. Uh, is Colgate is in there? Brown, is that one? Maybe Columbia. Brown, Columbia, Cornell, Dartmouth, Harvard. Cornell, that's what U of, University of Pennsylvania, Princeton, and Yale. 
There you go. All the big shot schools that are ruining America. But other than that, everything is good. ACC is what? Uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's like out in California. So like Stanford, California. That's Pacific Coast Conference. Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, East Coast. Stanford is not in the ACC. Stanford's not in California. So yeah, so Stanford then would be Pac-12. Yeah, probably Pac-12. That's probably right. Be Pac-12. So many conferences. This is a great, this will cheer you up a lot. Everybody's sitting in here today. Something macabre is afoot in Washington's Thurston County. Seven cats have been found killed and mutilated there in recent months, and brutally so. Q13 City's Animal Services Officer Erica Johnson is describing the extremely horrific methodology. The animals were sliced from their stern to their genitals, and their spines have been taken from them. So there is a future serial killer yeah. on the loose. That's <laughs> what it is. Right there, future Aurora, Colorado uh-huh. shooter. In so, the... yeah, so if we find in like 15 to 20 years, if we start finding bodies with no spines. What, yeah, what, what would the significance of removing their spine be? Pie trophy? People are crazy. Some people just... Spine. Yeah, you can't... You would be, you know, with Dave doing True Crime Tuesday, we do a lot of, you know, I do a lot yeah. of research on trying to find good guests for him. And some of these serial killers, the trophies they take. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, true. There's serial killers that will take fingernails or. Yeah. Um, he looks at his fingernail. <laughs> oh, Tevin's no, looking at his fingernail. Locks of hair. One guy, there was a serial killer. He, I think there was like, he had a foot fetish thing. So he would always take one of their shoes. I think it was like their one. left shoe. Oh, God. That was all he would take. After he murdered them, or they would, I mean, it's just, or teeth, or it's just weird, but they want something to remind them. So when they go look at their little trophies, it brings them back to that moment of murder. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. So mm-hmm. that, How they felt, yeah. Either that, or maybe the guy that's doing this is trying to do his own medical research. Yeah, or he's something. doing medical I don't research know. on kitties. Uh, Johnson tells Cairo 7 the cats had been strangled and surgically cut with a knife, but not in a professional manner. One cat was reportedly cut in half per the Olympian. The seventh death occurred uh, early Sunday morning in an interview with Q13. Kathy Harrigan described feeding the elderly feral cat she had tended to for the past two years around midnight. When she awoke, he wasn't at her door per u- as per usual. But later, someone else uh, was the police. Harley's mutilated body had been found in her neighbor's West Olympia yard. Harley's was the sixth known death this year, with the seventh from October believed to be also connected. But it's the second in just a 48-hour period. Uh Uh-oh. On criminal minds, they're saying it's escalating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and see what, if this person is, you know, the typical person that will start off with animals moving to humans, he's honing his craft right now. Yeah, that's what That's what they're doing. I'm glad I don't go by Catman anymore. <laughs> I'm really happy about that. I use my own name now. Uh, who have you had on profession confession lately? Um, we had a hospice nurse. We just had uh, one of my teammates from NDSU, Croc- John Crockett, uh, who played in the NFL. We had him on. Oh, you um, did? Yep. So, yeah, we've had, we're starting, we took a little bit of a break. We've had a couple weeks off now for the summer. We're getting ready to ramp back up and get back to it. All right. So what what yeah. do the hospice nurse have to say? Uh, she did hospice care, and then she also did um, psych ward. She was a psych ward nurse oh, as well. Oh, man, that's a thrill. And the things that she would see people doing with their own feces, and, uh, yeah. and that was very stereotypical. 
Um, and just really was just understaffed overall. She was like, there was just not enough people. She'd say there was times at night where it'd be her and 30 people that she was supposed to be watching after. Oh. She got, I think she broke ribs. She had gotten kicked by one of the people. Oh. And attacked. So, yeah, it was, it was a brutal scene to be in the, in the psych ward as a nurse. Did anybody pull the uh, Silence of the Lambs move on her? <laughs> no. That's what, I, that's what I asked her. It was like, was it like cells where you just walk down? And she was like, she was probably 20... Six, 27 years old. That's like, it? Yeah, very like attractive oh, young woman. And I was like, how are you in here trying to take care of all these these psychotic people? I tell you, honest to God, it's uh, it's that whole scene in Silence of the Lambs when the guy pitches the spuzzle ladder. I remember when that happened, I went, what the hell did he just throw at her? Because I couldn't figure out, what, what's the hat? Yeah. I all of a sudden realized, I went, oh, my God. No, but yeah, her, she, she had never gotten anything thrown at her, but she did walk in on somebody, like, eating it like it was an apple. And she was, eating like, what? Their own feces like it was an apple. Yeah. Oh, for God's yeah. sake. It's, you know, it's not a very fresh apple. No, not a little rotten. You got a couple worms in there. <laughs> I, that's, that mental illness thing is, is it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, yeah, so uh, apparently a two ca- second cat in just 48 hours. Ollie was found Friday morning, and Johnson says it's believed that the cat may have fought its attacker. Samples of her claws are being submitted for DNA analysis. Mm-hmm. Posado's safe haven and a local newscaster are offering a $3,000 reward in connection with the case. So the cat uh, D-spiner or whatever the hell he's going to call himself. or her, Might be a woman, though. Could be. Yeah. I suppose. I don't know. I don't, Andy. What's the psychology there? I'm taking the spine of a cat. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, thanks for your help. <laughs> Great to be here. Yeah. No. But the psychology is the person yeah. has a messed up brain. Well, there is that. And I wonder if it's the. I wonder the age of the person. That would be interesting to me if it's like an older. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Person. No, you're right. That would be very interesting to figure out what's this all about. Yeah. I guess. Now, when it comes to animal cruelty like that, it's usually younger. We will be right back. Part 2, Hour 2, Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down over 77 pounds, and I have one more round to go to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It is on Monday, August 20th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. That extra baggage melts away really fast, and one of the best parts is... It's just so easy. I am never, ever hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on August 20th. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event. We are hosting a free seller workshop where we are going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com. This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast, so hurry 
and call Chris Lindahl Real Estate today to save your free ticket. So call now, 763-401-SOLD, or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations, and to secure your free ticket. Okay, you know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare bones situation at all. And the best part is it's free. Somewhere. I love it. Bobby Darren. Yep. Love Bobby Darren. Died young at a heart condition. It's too bad, unfortunately. Rachel Paula Abramson writes that she was interviewed as a person of interest in her father's January death. She didn't do it, and it ends up no one else did either. Alan Abramson's death made national headlines after it was determined that he wasn't murdered during an, uh, during an early morning walk in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, but instead committed suicide using a gun tied to a weather balloon, which carried away the key evidence. <laughs> that's weird. Isn't that unbelievable? That's awesome. You know why he did it, I bet. I almost guarantee he did it to collect the insurance money. Well, that his family I mean, could get the insurance money. The fact that they would have known that he was shot at point blank range through the head. I mean, you Maybe. can't hide that fact. Just because there's a weather balloon rising up yeah. that morning. And that. <laughs> yeah, and they would find a rogue weather balloon. You know, it was right outside. Uh, one of the great restaurants there. That's a nice area. Palm Beach Gardens floor is very nice. The guy must have had a lot of money. It's a money yeah. thing, no doubt. It's bizarre. So he, he used, he committed suicide using a gun tied to a weather balloon, which carried away the key evidence. In a piece for the New York Times, Rachel unpacks not so much uh, the death, but her 71-year-old father's complicated life. The two were never close, but became estranged after her parents' 2003 divorce. And she had last seen him roughly two years before he died when he joined her along with her husband and nine-month-old daughter for a brief dinner in New York City. She asked if he was happy, and he replied in the affirmative, we drink every night. It's one big party. (laughs) That's good when a 70-year-old guy tells you he drinks every night. That's good. Uh, She asked if he was happy. He said, no, we drink every night, except she later learned from the police investigator that three days later he searched for undetectable suicide methods. Now, if you do that on your computer, they're going to find out you were yeah. searching for undetectable suicide <laughs> methods. Yeah, as far as like insurance fraud goes, like yeah, this is not the we- most well planned out. Not no. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, she reflects upon behavior that, as a child, she read as him being aloof and disinterested. Now she thinks it was probably depression. My father was tormented by something, by what we don't know. Probably his friends. That'd be my guess. Stabbing him right in the back. So it was probably or money. Oh, it was definitely money. But he did reveal something core about himself in his death. He tried to protect us all. Uh, this that is how we said goodbye. Said great. Uh, read Rachel Abramson's full piece. You can read it. Uh, oh, it just goes on and talks about. It. You can. There's an extended version of the story. But yeah, he did. I remember when he did it because it was in January. He did it, and he did it so they could collect the. Uh, the life insurance. Now, I thought life insurance, after a certain number of years, even if they do kill themselves, you can still collect it. It probably just depends on the insurance policy. Yeah, because, I mean, if you, you're you not going to buy life insurance and then 12 years later kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. No. Yeah, that's, yeah, I would say that's really, that's a lot of foreshadowing to. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, by that time you're going to change your mind or 
whatever you're going through at that point in your life is probably going to pass and you're not going to be like right exactly yeah. i just a good tip off for you basically is don't put in undetectable ways to commit suicide <laughs> on your computer yeah, no kidding. jesus what are you doing I don't think he had a very good grasp on how the internet works. No. You think? I don't know. It just, whatever. He, the gun floats away in a weather balloon. I know. What it's the hell? so bizarre to me. Well, I suppose in Palm Beach Gardens, he, he probably floated out to sea and fell into the ocean. Yeah. Probably where the gun is in the ocean, I would guess. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it's a very, very odd thing. That's all I have to say. Uh, whatever. Oh, God. Now, George Takai is uh, he's running his yapper again. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Here we are with another story, Tom. Uh, George Takai, in one way, border separations are worse than internment. George Takai is a uh, lunatic. He is a lunatic. Actor recalls his days in an internment camp when he, at least, still had his family. Oh, yeah, but you were all in the camp, so that uh, couldn't have been all that comfortable that was uh fdr nobody ever brings up that it was fdr that put those people in internment camps yeah they don't like to admit that he had any faults at all and he had plenty of them because he was president of the united states and anybody who wants to be president of the united states is nuts he also cheated on his wife oh fdr so constantly yeah didn't she have a dalliance with the, one of her female I no idea i don't know either who the hell knows anymore the thousands of migrant children separated from their parents at the U.S. border and held in old warehouses and Walmarts. Oh, I thought they were in cages. What happened to that argument? Yeah, I thought they were in like a barn outside. Yeah, what a complete lie that was. The children were placed in cages. No, they weren't. Good God. It may, uh, many have compared to the internment camps uh, where thousands of Japanese Americans were sent during World War II. But at least during the internment, words that actor George Takai, who was sent to a camp at age five, never thought he'd say... Parents and their children remained together. Takai writes in an essay for Foreign Policy. He and his family lived in a horse stall for several weeks before arriving at a camp, but at least we had each other, at least during the internment. My parents were able to place themselves between the horror of what we were facing and my own childish understanding of our circumstances. Well, you handle it well, George, because you're not nuts yeah, at all. Yeah, really. Clearly, they did not do a very good job of protecting your psyche because it's messed up. I think George Takai, one time I did talk to his dad, and he said that George was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. That's all I can remember. That was the whole whole discussion, the whole argument. I don't know. I, I really wish that news organizations would not say things that are not true in any way, shape, or form. Like children were in cages. No, they were behind a cyclone fence for their own safety. I'm not saying it's good. I don't think it's good to be separating families from one another. I'm not saying anything like that. But don't go over the top and lie. That's well, all I mean, asking. they brought their kids along while committing a federal offense. A felony, yeah. if this is the second time they did it, was a felony. Yeah, they were. I don't know. Yeah, they got to be put somewhere. And then on top of that, like, why is he comparing this to internment camps? Like, yes, there are some things that are correlated to, like, where they're similar. But it's like you're not, yeah. you're not looking good by saying, well, if you thought this was bad or if you thought this is right. good, mm-hmm. like, look at what happened back here. Nobody wins in making No, this I think that's a very, very good point. And nobody ever points out that the Canadians interned um, the uh, – what the hell is the name of that country next to Russia? Damn it. Jerry will be pissed off at me. I can't Ukraine? remember. Ukraine? Yeah, Ukraine. 
they interned Ukrainians up in Canada. They had internment camps there, but nobody nobody knows that. I just it's always America gets blasted for everything, but nobody else did it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. It's not right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it wasn't only America that did it. And then, oh, God. I, I, once again, I just don't understand why America sucks so badly. Why does it? Do you get it? Anybody get I it in here? I don't think it sucks. No, I'm just saying why do people, why do people love to think it sucks? Because uh, there always has to be that. Yeah, somebody you know, has to be the bad guy. Yeah. It's always got to be whoever's got that, the most dough. That, and I always find it funny when people say, like, where, like, today, like, oh, America sucks, it sucks being in America today, and you, like, look at, well, look how far we've come as a country, or, like, no if doubt. you look at, like, yes, black people used to be slaves, and now it might not be good or the best, it can always mm-hmm. get better, but it's, like, we have come a long way, and I feel like people need to be more appreciative at times as well. Yeah, because, I mean, times change, people yeah. change, I mean... You know, we are not the country we were even just 50 years ago, mm-hmm. or even during World War II, where we had Oh, no doubt about it. You know, so it's like, yeah, okay, we had internment camps for <laughs> Japanese Americans. That was because during World War II, we were afraid that they were having spies in the country, yeah. which mm-hmm. they did. So it's like, who is who here? Mm-hmm. Right. You People know. also don't know this, and they might want to do their homework before they run their yappers. No, I know Italians aren't really white people. I just love that from Silicon Valley. I just love that so much. Oh, my stepmother didn't think that Italians were really white people. Oh, my God. (laughs) Phenomenal. But um, Italian and Irish immigrants came to this company, like this country, excuse me, and worked for free to try to earn their way into America. In effect, they were, it was involuntary servitude. Mm -hmm. Now, you can call that slavery or not, but they were working well, the only reason it's not slavery is because they could leave if they wanted to. Or even some of the Irish came over here um, as, you know, working for free, but they were paying off debt. So they were working in the cotton fields along with slaves. Yeah, they were, a lot of them. So, and that's where the, where they the had big pale, end came from. They had yeah. pale Irish skin, so. Exactly. It was a nice balance. Yeah. They were more vulnerable to the <laughs> southern sun. Yeah, but I mean, nobody really realizes that, that, you know, Irish worked right alongside with some, yeah, they did. you know, African-American slaves. And they were probably yeah. treated the same. Oh, they were the Irish, treated, right? I would say, out of the English countries, the Irish were treated poorly. Mm-hmm. So. I just, well, that's where the big N comes from, is Irish, Irish people mispronounce the word Negro. Yeah. They mispronounce it, and that's where the word How about that woman that got the uh, password sent to her? Oh. <laughs> Puget what? Sound Electric. Uh, <laughs> There's a black woman out in Puget Sound Electric out in Seattle. Yeah. She was trying to access her, her, her uh, account with, with Puget Sound, and she said, I can't remember my password, so send me a new password. They sent, she's an African-American woman. Her password, these are randomly generated. Human yep. beings have nothing to do with it. It's right. all randomly generated. Her password was N I G G A. Whoa! Sure she, did. she just didn't make that password. They just sent her her old uh, password. No, they said she said they did it on purpose. And they said what they did talk about, which I suppose makes sense. But I don't know. I would have known not to do that. But again, I didn't grow up in Edina. Uh, they said they they disallowed the word N I G G E R. But they didn't realize N-I-G-G-A was a word. Okay. That's what they claim anyways. They didn't know it was a word. So I, I don't know. 
Because there's all kinds of those deals in there. You know. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, I, I mean, what are the odds? I know what are the odds? <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, just don't take offense to it. It's oh, just, yeah. you know, then just change it. <laughs> you know, yeah, just change it. It's a temporary. Let password. it go. Pick your battles. Well, like on Dave Chappelle, those white guys were happy when Dave Chappelle called them that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> remember, that's I remember. I remember back back in the day. Like it used to be a different time. Like if I said that to a white person, oh, yeah. like they it was almost like their badge of honor of like it oh, was. They, yeah. Tevin referred I'm me as this. Or, yeah, like, uh-huh. okay. Or like, uh, you yeah. be able to call white people racist and they'd laugh because they knew they weren't racist instead of getting all worked up I know, about it. why get worked up yeah. about it? You're going to decide who's racist and who isn't? I don't think so. Calm down, all of you. Huh. Is somebody knocking on the door? It's my chair. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Why is your chair doing that? I don't know. That's weird. I thought you had a nervous tick or something there, Andy. I don't know what the hell that was all about. <laughs> I thought someone was knocking knocking at the door. I really did. I thought, it was, well, someone's yeah, at the door wanting like to get it. in. What do you guys think of the fact that Robert Redford is not going to be in any more movies? He's decided to retire. I don't know who that is. You I, don't know who Robert Redford is? I heard that he's supposed to be in an upcoming movie. Was this going to be his last one? I think so, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> That's what it sounds like. But, yeah, Robert Redford has announced that he uh, is calling it quits as an actor. His last movie will be his very last can you can you think of two guys better looking than Paul Newman and Robert Redford? And oh, and, God, Paul Newman was gorgeous. He was, and a very nice guy, by the way. Yeah, really nice guy. I don't recognize him. Yeah, so I couldn't pick out a Robert Redford film. No, probably not. Well, the last one he did that you might remember is where he offered. Who the hell's wife was it? Somebody you offered somebody's wife like a million dollars to have sex with her in a movie. What the oh. hell? What was that called? Oh, no, that was Indecent Proposal. But yeah, Indecent Proposal. Was that Robert Redford? Yeah, it was Robert oh, Redford. Oh, it was in Demi Moore. In Demi Moore, that's exactly right. Indecent Proposal. Oh, I heard I heard them talking about this. And who was her husband? Oh, it was Woody Harrelson. Yes, that was her husband. That was her husband in the movie. That's exactly right. I so. wanted to say Michael Douglas, but I'm like, no, that's not right. Do you take offense to that because somebody wants to pay your wife like a horror? Yeah, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks so much. I really appreciate your uh, your. <laughs> Looking at my wife like that, I really do. I, I don't know. It's, but Robert Redford, he's in a Marlon Brando movie called The Chase, and he's an escaped convict. If you've never seen the movie The Chase, you should watch it because it is amazing. Eli Wallach's in it, and Marlon Brando's in it, and Angie Dickinson, who's just stunningly beautiful in it, uh, and Robert Redford plays like the. This is before they let black people be prisoners in movies, if you know what I mean. Yeah, black people couldn't even be prisoners in movies back then. It's like, what? Because Ducky is on. All right, shall we take our break right here and come back uh, to him in about two minutes? That'll work, won't it? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that'll work anyway. Yes, sir. Uh, I, got, I have a question for you in just ten, about, about two minutes and ten seconds about something I saw in The Family Feud. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Good Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. 
So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Is this the National Greek Symphony? I don't know, but it's getting me pumped for football. Oh my gosh, yes. This Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, the <laughs> Minnesota Vikings take on the Denver Broncos, their first game of the year. I wonder if Trevor Simeon will see any time. I'm sure he will because he played for Denver for two years. Yep. And he's a big listener to the KQ Morning Show. What do you think of that action? Sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. Hey, guys. I do. How are you doing, Kostaki? It's been 85 months, but other than that. <laughs> it's, it does seem like it's been a while. Football's finally back. Finally Thanks back. Guys. Very quickly. Name, mm-hmm. okay, can you name uh, a language that you could use to sound sexy? An, or an accent. It was, I think it was more like an accent that you could use to sound sexy. What would you consider? What's up? It's got to be Vietnamese, right? How did you know? No, it's not. Uh, what would you guess one of the five would be? I'm sure French is number one. French is number one. French, yeah. has, to, French has to be up there. Like Italian. Italian's number two. Mm-hmm. That's exactly Spanish. right. Spanish is number three. You guys okay. are good. You only German very high on the list? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not too sexy. What ha- Probably what? something like uh, Swedish or Dutch. Nope. No? British? No. Yeah, English. English? Yep, absolutely. And there's one left. To sound sexy, what language you, would you use or accent would you use? Oh, is this Greek? Is that why we're you doing You got it, it homie. Oh. Greek was the fifth one, but I will tell you this is just magnificent. It, it almost just happened again. There was a woman on there, and they said, name a line, an accent you'd use to try to sound sexy. And she said, English, an English accent. And then the next woman, what language would you use? British. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, well, other than they're exactly the same, uh, things are good. So, you know, that's that's fine. So how have you been, Kostaki? Oh, I've been good. A little sleepy. There's a three-week-old baby in my life now. Oh, my God. What his or her name? Uh, Her name is Zoe Miola Economopoulos. Zoe Miola. Is it ZM? I like ZME. Zimmy, yes. I like it, Zimmy. You can call her Zimmy. I'm going to call her Zimmy. Zimmy. You can call. Well, Kat, Alex just had a baby that's now uh, seven weeks old, and now your baby's three weeks old. Oh, congrats, Alex! A little boy and a little girl coming into the world. Although Sarah Zhang's not going to like her very much because she's white. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Did you see that story? We could be in-laws someday, Tom. If our kids grow That's up true. Day. You and I could be in-laws. We're sitting there with Zimmy and Sage 
just going <laughs> forward. You notice no, nobody's name is Tim anymore? No. no. It just doesn't happen at all anymore, does it? <laughs> it just doesn't. Of course, Kostaki, I don't know many other Kostakis in the world, but that's just me. Yeah, well, we were hoping to go for something a little bit unusual but not strange. Like when I say my name at a party or something, people have to lean in and go, what? What? What's we, your we, name? We, what hurts? <laughs> we didn't want that. Yeah. No, I understand <laughs> that. It's, it's, yeah, it's people, honest to God, it, I think when I was a kid, everyone's name was either Mike or Tom. Everybody. Yeah. No, now you need to have right. the name that makes the substitute teacher kind of scratch her head before she, before she reads it. How'd Tevin work? <laughs> Is that good? Yeah, no, Tevin was all right. Tevin was all right. That was fun. What? <laughs> Kostaki. 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 And we wanted to put the middle name in there. Uh, it's my wife's maiden name, which I love that name, Miola. What is it? Mazola? Miola. Oh, I thought you said it was like an oil. Wasn't Mazola cooking oil at one point? <laughs> so it's Miniola? Miola. Five letters. Miola. Miola. Okay. M-E-O-L-A. Does yeah. that mean Greek too? like honey? I should have. No, that's. But there's a root. Uh, the Greek word for honey is meli. So that's in there somehow. Well, miel uh, is honey in Spanish. That's why I thought miel, okay. miel. Miola. Yeah, Let's like see. Miola. Actually, when we, when we got married, we were joking around about me taking her name because it's a much better name. And I could go with my legal first name and be Constantinos Miola. That's a way better name than Constantino. Mm. Sounds like somebody that robs ships out at sea. <laughs> the shipping, the Greek shipping industry. Nothing but trouble. Top male names in 1952. Here we go. James, Robert, John, Michael, David. Pretty standard names. My name still didn't make the top five. Yours was eighth. Eighth? Mm-hmm. You know what my my name what my name translates into in uh, in I think it's Sioux Sioux or Chippewa Sioux. I don't know Sioux or Chippewa uh, Native American okay. Indigenous people that's what I'm talking about My name Tom Barnard means twin big bear Twin bear. Yeah Barnard means big bear So <laughs> but I just lost 81 pounds so I'm not that big a bear anymore that's just you lost a, 81 pounds? I did, and I'm going to lose about another uh, 11 and a half, so I'll have lost 92.5 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Good what do you think you? of that? You're laying off the lobster scrambled eggs, I guess? <laughs> no. No, well, when you come to town, you'll find out. I I, that's what I think of whenever you talk food with you. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the soft eggs and lobster at Bar La Grassa. It's oh my wonderful. Goodness. Stuff. That's a good dish. When are you coming back to town? I actually don't have any plans now. I was there twice in uh, in January, so. Uh, I was gone. Yeah, well, that's a good time to be gone from your part of the world. <laughs> it's a little chilly here in January. It's absolutely true. Well, congratulations on your baby, Zoe yeah, Miola. I love it. She was born on seven uh, fourteen. That's a very football friendly birthday. It absolutely it is seven fourteen. As a, as a Falcons fan, I'm just glad she wasn't born on 328. You know what I'm saying? Huh? <laughs> because of the Patriots, the thing. I do kind of know what you're saying. Oh, I saw that Eric Decker's now a Patriot, huh? Yes. Nice Minnesota boy. Briefly. We'll see. You think just briefly? It's big news. Well, I don't know. I They've got they've got like seven receivers there now, so we'll see who they yeah, end up. That's true. That is true. Maybe maybe the Vikings should pick up Eric Decker. He played at the University of Minnesota. He's from Cold Spring, Ricory, Minnesota. Do you know the story about his wife bragging about him everywhere? Yes, I do. But you can tell it again. <laughs> yeah, tell that story. It's wonderful. 
I'm not sure that I, I know the story, but uh, on more than one occasion, his wife has uh, said publicly that he's very well endowed. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. You know, why, he's got a crank you, on him. What? Why is that in my head? What do you think about? Yeah, why is that in your head, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. How do you not think of that when his name comes up? I haven't heard his name in like a year and a half. Eric Decker. Eric Decker. When I hear Eric Decker, I think of penises. Big, big news. That's really great. So what's going on in the NFL? By the way, do me a favor. Are you going to see Ray Lewis anytime soon? (laughs) I don't think so. Did you hear that acceptance speech at the Hall of Fame? It uh, It was very Ray Lewis of him. Okay. Ray, the numbers, what was it, five and seven? Were those, those are the two big numbers, he said. Five and seven, the most lucky numbers on earth. And five and two. Um, you could take any number and through addition, subtraction, division, or multiplication, come up with five and seven. I'm yeah. sorry. It's just not that hard to do. I was yeah, born in 1951. Sure. One and nine is ten. Five and one is six. Okay, figure it out. How do you get that? I don't understand what we're talking about. Ray Lewis was inducted into the National Football League Hall of Fame. So uh, he did a half-hour speech on how God looks down upon him favorably and how the numbers five and seven are lucky and five and two is lucky too. And he went on and on. And then he embarrassed his children by announcing to everybody because they're grown now. I still kiss my kids right on the mouth. And they're like, right. oh, God, Dad, don't. And the two boys are shaking their heads. <laughs> Great. It was phenomenal. Oh, here we go. He, he's a character, man. He did it's this hard in to believe he's real. February Among other too. highlights this week, he said crime went down when he was playing in Baltimore. <laughs> well, because he was, um, he was the main suspect. Show. Yeah. Well, he did his best to move the crime to Atlanta, as I recall. <laughs> he did, as you recall. <laughs> Actually, you know, Wise Brothers, the uh, the news uh, wire. There's mm, a yeah. news wire said this morning, Ray Lewis does a half an hour speech at the NFL Hall of Fame dinner, and never once mentioned the two people he murdered 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's phenomenal. <laughs> But he did. He got off. He got off from it. He was not. He was found not guilty. And the dancing, the squirrel dance. I'm from Georgia. I've seen a couple squirrels here and there. I've never seen one do that. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about either. But I don't know. When are you going to take? When are you going to take Zoli Miola to uh, to Atlanta? Good question. I try not to travel right this second, but maybe well, Thanksgiving yeah. or Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah, we'll go to Atlanta. You got to go down and see the family, don't you? When are you going to come to Atlanta? Are you going to come down for the Super Bowl this show? This oh, that's time? right. The Super Bowl is this January. I'd have to come up. I'll be there. Oh, you have to come up. Right. Exactly. Well, but it's not that far from where you'll be then. I love Atlanta, too. Honestly. You know George Wallace, the comedian? Yeah. I love him. He's a, he, We have him on all the time. He's a wonderful guy. I love the guy. He goes, hey, Tom, let me ask you a question, man. You've been in Atlanta recently? I'm from Atlanta, you know. I said, yeah, I heard you lived in Atlanta at one point. And he goes, Atlanta's a great town, man. As an African-American at Plainlands, and you walk off and go, damn, I'm in Africa. (laughs) (laughs) He said, it's all black people. He thought he was going, I'm in Africa. (laughs) It's just very funny. Very Uh, funny. 
Yeah, I love Atlanta. I'm looking forward to getting back. I'm going to be there for the at least the Super Bowl media week stuff. So come on up. I'll meet you there. Why can't I remember that great 125-year-old steakhouse up in Buckhead? I can never remember the name of that place. Oh, I don't know. I'm not I a big steak guy. Get off the air. What the hell? I'm not a steak guy. Okay, Tofu Tommy. I'd rather have that lobster and eggs thing. I don't. Know, you know, <laughs> well, I don't blame you. Waste on that. my calories on steak when uh, I could be yeah. eating that. You're right. I don't blame you for that. It is magnificent, no <laughs> doubt about it. Um, favored to win the Super Bowl this year is the Eagles again. Uh, I saw an ESPN list of the best rosters in the NFL. The Eagles were number one. Number yeah. two was the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. Number f- I think number three was the Vikings, wasn't it? Vikings are certainly top few. They're, they're yeah. good this year, man. Yeah, we'll see. They're going to be fun the, to watch. Not the Patriots for good, once. Tom. Yeah, what'd you say? What'd you say, Kostaki? Our teams are good. This is very exciting. Why well, yeah. didn't Andy just said not the Patriots for once? And that yeah, they've gotten old. The Patriots no, have gotten no. a little bit old. They have no competition though. They have in their no. division. You're it's right. Ridiculous. You're the right. The Bills. The Dolphins and the Jets. I mean, it's like a sketch about a terrible division. <laughs> it should be a joke. Fair. It should be a joke. That's the very best funny. quarterback of the last decade, the best coach of the last decade, the best tight end in the last decade, and the worst division. That's their setup. Is it true that think those... about last year? Think about the two teams they had to beat to get to the Super Bowl: the Titans and the Jaguars. That oh, was their path God. to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Stupid team. Stupid team. <laughs> Um, is it true that, that uh, the coach and the, and the quarterback can't get along anymore? you think that's true? No, I don't, I don't think either. that's true. I don't either. I don't know. So. I mean, if I it was true, we would, they would try to keep it a secret. <clears throat> yeah, but, they're not uh, trying to keep it. That's true. I think they'll iron it out. Speaking of stupid teams, tomorrow night the football season kicks off with HBO's Hard Knocks. This year with the Cleveland Browns. Oh, no. Oh, no. And they all think they can win the Super Bowl this year. Yes, yes. Hard knocks switching yeah. formats from drama to comedy. The, the <laughs> Browns think they, they can win the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's been like two or three okay. players that have been quoted as saying that if they stay healthy and everything goes right, they'll when they can make a yeah. playoff. Yeah, if everything if everything goes right, anybody could win right. the Super Bowl. If everything <laughs> right. goes right. How many games has the Browns win in what, like the last couple seasons? One game in the last two years or one, something like one that. One in the last two years. Yeah. One, oh. yeah, one out of thirty-two. One and when do they just like dissolve the team? <laughs> they did that already. Moved to Baltimore, Baltimore. but it didn't work. No. <laughs> and you'd think after like you know a certain amount of losses in a row, they lose their like right to be a team. Yeah, they because, relegate them like European soccer. Kostaki, how much time do you have college. today? Do you, do you have to get going in a, in a minute or two? Uh, I've got a few. You want to come back after a break? Well, but the break's ten minutes, so I don't know if you want to be on that long. <laughs> No, I don't want to do that. I didn't think so. So let me ask you this in the in the last minute of our, our time back together again, and you'll be on once every month now? Or are you going to be uh, on a lot? Once, once a week. Oh, it's every you... two weeks for this month, yeah. and then once a week after that. There, every two weeks, and then and – because then, Catherine – you know, it's, I don't know why she likes you, but she does. <laughs> I just don't understand it. But, no, she's she was all worried – does Kostaki have the right number? She thought, settle down, turtle dove. Relax. <laughs> um, I got to get your take was... on Johnny Manziel's horrendous performance oh. in the CFL. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Four interceptions in one half in his first uh, oh. Canadian game. <clears throat> the good news, it's only three in Fahrenheit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right.
right, we'll close with that. I'll talk to you in two <laughs> weeks, man. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. Kostaki Economopolis and Quick Snaps returns to the Tom Bernard Show. We'll be right back.